0: It's Saturday the 25th of March. I'm Jamie East, and This was a week that saw Boris battling questions over Partygate, a war crimes warrant for Vladimir Putin, TikTok in hot water and Ted Lasso in the White House. Grab a cup of something hot, put up your feet and get up to speed on the seven biggest stories of the week. This is the Stendhal 7 from the Smart 7. It's news, but not the news. Roll up, roll up to see The Boris Show, the man with an incredible knack for bending the truth. Lockdown may be behind us, but for Boris, Partygate is far from over. The former PM has spent the best part of four hours being grilled by a committee of MPs on the lockdown-era gatherings at number 10. If he's found to have deliberately or recklessly misled Parliament, he faces suspension from the Commons, but he made sure we knew he definitely 100% was not lying. I am here to say to you, hand on heart, that I did not lie to the house. When those statements were made, they were made in good faith. Radio, as the questions wore on, he got less jovial and much sharper in tone, denouncing one question as nonsense and digging his heels in over accusations of partying. Would you have advised anyone else in the country if they'd asked you at one of the press conferences at that time to have a large social gathering in the garden? People who say that we were partying in lockdown, simply do not know what they are talking about. The committee aren't expected to release their report until the summer, but Tory MP and chair of the Conservative Democratic organisation, David Campbell-Bannerman, warned that if it doesn't go Boris's way here, we'll be seeing the consequences. If this goes through, it will close down Parliament and I the committees and anyone appearing at those committees. It, it would be a disaster. A damning report into the Metropolitan Police in London has found that it's institutionally racist and misogynist. It describes a deep-seated homophobia in the force, which also failed to protect the public from officers who abuse women. The review was commissioned after Sarah Everard's murder and carried out by Baroness Casey, who says the Metropolitan Police needs a complete overhaul. The Met's problems are so severe and so big, they need to improve that response and improve what they're doing for women and for Londoners and black Londoners much more than they are. The head of Britain's biggest force, Sir Mark Rowley, doesn't think the problems are institutional, but says he accepts the findings. I'm resolved that we will reform policing. This is a very upsetting read. You can't read this report and not be upset. ...embarrassed and humbled by some of what's been said. The Independent Office for Police Conduct says this must be a watershed moment for the leadership of the Met Police... ...which should seize the opportunity to fundamentally change its culture. London's Mayor Sadiq Khan explained why he wasn't shocked by the findings. Although the report is incredibly sad, one of the darkest days in the Met Police's history... ...for those of us who are Londoners, uh, from my background, uh, the report didn't surprise me, actually... Uh, because our experiences as people of color is one where we have been treated differently. It was a busy week for Russian President Vladimir Putin and it started with an arrest warrant from the International Criminal Court for alleged war crimes. The intergovernmental group based at The Hague accused him of being responsible for the abduction of children from Ukraine. The ICC President Judge Peter Hofmansky made the announcement. The International Criminal Court has issued two warrants of arrest in the Ukraine situation for Vladimir Putin. President of the Russian Federation and for Majel Vovabelova, Commissioner of the Russian Presidents for Children's Right, for the alleged war crimes of deportation of children from Ukrainian occupied territories into the Russian Federation. Then China's leader Xi Jinping arrived in Moscow for a three-day visit with the aim of strengthening bonds between the two countries and to discuss China's 12-point plan for peace in Ukraine. Spokesperson Wang Wenbin says it's time for a peaceful settlement. It is China's, China's consistent belief that dialogue and negotiation is the fundamental way, way. way to solve the Ukraine crisis and that the international community should play a constructive part in the peaceful settlement of the crisis and do more things that are conducive to promoting peace talks. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who isn't a fan of either superpower, says Russia's talk of peace has no value and any ceasefire is just designed to give Vlad's troops a break. The world should not be fooled by any tactical move by Russia. Such a move would violate the UN Charter and defy the will of 141 countries who have condemned Russia's war in the United Nations General Assembly. Their joint press conference saw Xi Jinping declare that his country is impartial over the war in Ukraine, while Putin claimed the West has no interest in an end to the fighting. NATO chief Jen Stoltenberg says there's a pattern of the pair building a stronger partnership. Of course, the meeting um, that takes place in Moscow is part of a pattern we have seen uh, over the last years, where China and Russia are coming closer and closer. In the military domain, they have uh, joint exercises, joint patrols, naval and air patrols. Uh, in the economic domain and also in the political and diplomatic uh, domain. Meanwhile, Ukrainian President Zelensky was busy visiting his troops on the front line in Bakhmut, where he met wounded soldiers and handed out medals. The most important thing is victory. After the victory, we will definitely visit everything. You have such a difficult fate, but it is so important to protect our historic land, to return everything to Ukraine for our children. I am very grateful to everyone who protects us. The Bank of England was quick to reassure depositors on Monday that there was no cause for concern with the UK banking system. That totally normal news followed a weekend where the Swiss government arranged a hurried rescue of the giant Credit Suisse as worries continue around the banking sector. It all started with the collapse of two US banks who dabbled heavily in the tech sector, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Their difficulties sparked alarm and flashbacks to the 2008 financial collapse, but this time regulators moved quickly, pushing the troubled Swiss bank into the arms of UBS. Marlene Amstad, Switzerland's financial markets regulator, spoke on Monday to absolutely definitely reassure nervous investors that the credit suite swoop was not a bailout. I have to state that very clearly. This is no bailout. This is a commercial solution because UBS is taking over Credit Suisse. We really wanted to avoid a bailout for different reasons. Definitely not a bailout then, righty-ho. But the swift action does seem to have calmed the markets and President of the Swiss Confederation, Alain Bursay, said that the strong coordinated action by the Swiss Central Bank and regulators should solve the issue. The Federal Council welcomes this takeover and is supporting it by guaranteeing the framework conditions necessary for its success. Still to come on the standout 7, Ted Lasso turns up at the White House and TikTok faces a ban. Right after this. Welcome back. There was bad news for superfan Matt Hancock on Thursday as it was announced that the Chinese-owned social media app TikTok will now be banned on all UK parliamentary devices and networks. And there's speculation the app could be banned altogether in the US if its Chinese owners don't sell their stakes. On Thursday, TikTok CEO Xu Zhi was questioned by the US House Energy and Commerce Committee over data security concerns. He's laid out a series of commitments to US users. We will keep safety as a top priority for us. We will firewall protected US data from unwanted foreign access. TikTok will remain a place for free expression, and we will give access to third party independent monitors. But committee chair Cathy McNorris Rogers was not convinced. Your platform should be banned. I expect today you'll say anything to avoid this outcome. It's been a brutal time for the LGBTQ plus community around the world, with anti-trans rhetoric growing and many US states introducing new legislation to outlaw gender-affirming treatment. Now, in Uganda, people who identified as gay risk life in prison as their government passes a new bill to crack down on homosexual activities. While homosexual acts are already illegal, Uganda's parliament has now made it a crime to even identify as LGBTQ plus. It's been widely condemned by human rights groups worldwide, but Ugandan official Ekweru was very clear On his government's intentions. We are making this law for our children, and once it passed, I can tell you, Madam Speaker, we are going to reinforce the law enforcement officers to make sure that homosexuals have no space in Uganda. Joe Biden's had some interesting visitors in the White House over the last couple of years. Olivia Rodrigo, BTS, John Legend, and many more. It makes a change from the Trump days of Kid Rock and Kanye West. Well, Monday saw the cast of Ted Lasso take over the briefing room, coincidentally as their third season dropped. But the main cause of their visit was the chance to speak up for mental health. Take it away, Ted. I mean, Jason. So, like, no matter who you are, no matter where you live, no matter uh, who you voted for, we all... Probably, I assume, we all know someone who has, uh, or have been that someone ourselves, actually, that's struggled, that's felt isolated, that's felt anxious, that has felt alone, right? And it's actually one of the many things that, that, uh, believe it or not, that we all have in common as human beings, right? You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes, and we'll give you the world.